a new coach, and a new day for Nebraska football. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Nate Dickinson here. You're tuned into Locked On Big Ten on a Saturday here to report on some big, big news in Big Ten football. The Nebraska Cornhuskers have their new head coach. It's Matt Rule, former coach of the Carolina Panthers, and of course, a ton of success in college, too. We're going to get into that here on the program as we start things off. And also, later on, talk a little bit more about the big Purdue upset of Gonzaga from last night. Gonzaga fall into its second Big Ten team here in the month of November. First time they've lost two games in November since all the way back in 2010. We'll get to that in a minute, though. First, though, the biggest news of the day broke last night, became official this morning. Matt Rule is the new head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He signs an eight-year deal with Nebraska. No word on the terms of any of that yet. Of course, that all matters very, very much if we're talking about buyouts and things along the such. We had the conversation with Scott Frost. Hopefully, we won't have to have the conversation with Matt Rule. But, of course, when we learn more about the actual numbers behind those eight years, we'll talk more about it. But, of course, first let's talk about just Matt Rule. We've gone over this before. The second he was fired by Carolina and the Panthers, it looked like, at least in my head, like he would be a big candidate for Nebraska. I was surprised to see this go all the way till the end of the season, honestly. Uh, when it had happened initially, Nebraska had a head coaching vacancy shortly after, again, Matt Rule gets fired from the Panthers. They were a match made in heaven, and to be quite honest, the fact that this hiring happens pretty much the news breaks the night right after the season finishes for Nebraska. I suspect this was pretty much penciled in for at least a little while here. I would imagine they had started conversations the second that both the position was available and he was available, but I don't think this is a deal that just got done last night. I would imagine this was something that was pretty much set in stone for a while. Again, let's get to Matt Rule's resume, though. He has been a guy who has been known not only to turn around college football programs, but to do it with incredible speed. Starting out at Temple, 2-10 his first season, to 6-6, six six, to back-to-back 10-win seasons. The Temple Owls have not won more than eight games since he left. He left them to go to Baylor and pick up the mess that was over there. He takes what was an, a 1-11 first season, and on top of everything else that he had to overcome with that Baylor situation, the next year goes 7-6, and six. the next year after that, 11-3. and three. He has not only success, but the success that happens quickly, which I'm not sure makes for a great formula when you're putting it together with Nebraska fans, because it's putting quite high expectations on a guy that has not really been in college football for a few years. One, it also hasn't done anything at Nebraska yet to prove that he's actually the guy. I mean, remember, we thought Scott Frost would be the guy to turn Nebraska football around. But with Matt Rule, you get a guy who is, at least in my mind, the right hire. He is the guy who checks all the boxes that Nebraska was looking for. It was so obvious that, again, I thought it could have happened in the middle of the season, just weeks after all of this happened with Frost and Carolina and all that. But it happens now. It's now official. And 
I think it's the right guy for Nebraska, at least right now, of course. If you're looking at the names that are going to be out there and everybody else, there may be somebody else who comes up. But Matt Rule was the guy who was the big ticket name. Nebraska had made it pretty apparent they were ready to spend the big ticket money. And I'm interested to see exactly what that dollar amount is if and when it does actually come out. But I'm not sure what expectations to put on him right now. Because I can't, with any sort of sanity, sit here and say, hey, second season he's going to have Nebraska competing for the Big Ten West. I can't think that with where Nebraska is now and the fact that this is a new head coach that's taking over. But at the same time, this guy has the resume that says he's going to do it quickly. And you know he's going to have the resources. Nebraska has the money. They're going to spend that money big now because they're tired of being mediocre at best. And also with the new NIL stuff going on, you know that Nebraska is going to be able to get itself an advantage through that route as well. On top of all of that, you have yourself actually on the field, a team and a roster that was thought at the beginning of the season to possibly be good enough to win the Big Ten West. So when you put all that together... I'd say yes, the expectations for Matt Rule, even right away, are quite a bit considerably higher, even in my head, than I would put them on any other coach. Like, I mean, I may have higher expectations for Matt Rule than I do Jim Leonard next season, even though he's going to be after half a year already having coached this team and been around it for a long time. That's the kind of team that he's taking over and reputation that he has built as a college coach. He got this contract because he's expected to turn it around and turn it around fast. And I just don't know what happens if after the second year or the third year, you're sitting there with a barely 500 team. How good do you feel? Like even if Matt Rule gets you back to a bowl game for Nebraska in, say, the third season, is that good enough? Or do you want to be in a bowl game here in 2024? I don't know what the timeline is for Matt Rule because this combination of things is pretty rare. It's not... All that often, you see a coach get fired off of a team that's supposed to, on the field, have a considerable amount of talent and have a guy who comes in who has this kind of a reputation take over a team that isn't completely in the gutters. And while with the wins and losses, you may think Nebraska's right there, with what they've done in the recruiting trail and the talent that they have on the field, it's pretty fair to suggest that this team could at least be competitive soon again. So... I have no idea where to put myself as far as what to expect from Matt Rule, say, next season or two seasons. I have no clue. And unfortunately for Nebraska fans, that just puts you in limbo again for the next couple of years. But at least for right now, at least until he proves you otherwise, I think Matt Rule is obviously the right guy for this job. I've been saying it since, well, since he got fired from Carolina and Nebraska fired Scott Frost. It's a match made in heaven as far as what Nebraska's looking for and the kind of rebound that Matt Rule needs after a pretty poor showing at the NFL and the Carolina Panthers, he ends up coming back and taking over one of the most prestigious jobs in college football. It's not the best job in college football anymore by any means, but if you're trying to find a program to build back up, I mean, it's hard to find one better than Nebraska to, again, have the resources and the ability to do it quickly, like Matt Rule has been doing. We're going to chat about Purdue's upset of Gonzaga here as we continue along on Locked On Big Ten. But first, our show today is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has everything you need for all of your sports gambling needs, whether it be to find all the lines and odds from all the sports around there. 
course, World Cup is here. College football is not done yet either, and college basketball just warming up. You can head on over to Bet Online to get your bets in on any of them, get the information you need to make sure that you're making the smart picks and anything else that you may want. It's all at the one-stop shop of Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, just want to talk real quickly about Purdue beating Gonzaga bad last night at the Phil Knight. I don't know if it's the Invitational or the Classic that they were playing in. It's weird names for these things. Anyway, they beat Gonzaga in Portland in a game that started in Purdue time at 10.30 at night, and it was a blowout in the second half at the very least. Uh, Purdue went behind early, was taking a lot of threes and a lot of shots that I didn't really think they needed to be taking early on. Luckily, Gonzaga didn't execute too badly or too heavily on that to make things really poor for Purdue. I think it was at the 10-minute mark, the score was like 16-9. to So neither team really scored well at the start, but Purdue turned things on. Boilermakers were great, started to turn things around, started going inside to Zach Eady a lot more after relying on those outside shots early on. And that's the kind of stuff I want to see out of this Purdue team, of course. You have to be able to pound it inside to Edie when you have the clear advantage that Purdue had over even Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy cannot guard Zach Edie. That was clear when we went on and was watching this game. He's been really, really good. Purdue shoots 57% from the field in the second half, just blows Gonzaga out of the water and looked like they were outmatched, the Bulldogs did. I mean, Purdue was doing what they wanted to against this team, and I think you kind of have to put Purdue back into that big contender conversation now because of what Zach Eady has shown us in that game in particular, but really at the start of this season. Uh, before, Zach Eady was a good player who was huge. Now it looks like he may be getting the kind of big skills to match his huge size, and if that's the case, Purdue's right back into contention in the Big Ten and nationally too. Obviously, we saw them just beat up on Gonzaga. But if Zach Eady can be more than just a huge guy in the middle of the offense that draws in defenders, he can be a kind of guy that changes this Purdue program. And especially when you have that freshman backcourt that Purdue has producing the way it did around him, get the ball to Eady, let him create good looks for the other players outside. It's a formula that works in college basketball. If you have the kind of guy with the size and dominance that Eady has, and I think he's showing that he has now the skill set to be able to be more than just a huge guy that runs up and down the court. That was what he was for a little bit there. And now I think we're starting to see him really blossom into the kind of really talented college basketball player that can keep Purdue near the top of the country. That's just a quick couple of points here on Purdue. It furthers my arguments from earlier this week that the Big Ten is not going anywhere, and the Big Ten has plenty of really good teams. Hopefully Gonzaga's not just bad. And I don't think they are just bad because that would make things look not quite as sweet for Big Ten fans. But at the moment, you have yourself some really, really good quality wins for a lot of Big Ten teams early on and a lot of reason for a lot of these teams to be really, really excited. And that's some really, really exciting stuff. Other news from around the Big Ten here. Only other thing I wanted to touch on, Wisconsin Volleyball picks up its fourth consecutive regular season Big Ten title. An incredible performance by them throughout the entire season, but really more than anything else, just does a really good job in beating Wisconsin, the number five, or beating Nebraska, the number five team in the country. Three sets to one last night. It was a good fight put up by the Cornhuskers. Final scores 25 to 21, 21 25, 25 21, and 25 19. So it was no sort of blowout. 
through any of those sets. But Wisconsin does take care of Nebraska in four and wins again its fourth straight Big Ten regular season title, all of them outright. That's a look around what went on on Friday here in the Big Ten. It seems like there's always stuff happening. Of course, the game's happening as well here today. I'll be back later on to get you a recap of everything that goes on between Michigan and Ohio State. And, of course, Purdue's playing for the Big Ten West Championship later this afternoon as well against Indiana. That's going to be a big game, too. I'll be back to break down those matchups here later on today on Locked On Big Ten.